0: All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Africans Talk Football. How's everybody doing? Everybody good? Everybody good, man. Hopefully everybody good, man. Hopefully everybody good. Good, man. Good, good. It's dope to get here. I know we um, we got a lot on the agenda today, so I'll just keep the intro quick. Again, thanks and shout out to everybody out there that's been with us this season. If this is your first season or if you've been following us for the past few years. This is season three of Africans Talk Football. So um it's just dope to get here. We are joined by some familiar faces. And then, you know, before we get into it, I just wanted to, to do a little intro to my boy Poppy. Um so this actually goes back all the way to twenty twelve? Is that when you were a foreign exchange student? Yeah, twenty twelve. So Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Uh, Cleveland Heights High School is where I went to high school, my alma, nice, mater. my alma mater. And we always, at least since I've been in Cleveland Heights, we've had a relationship with one of the foreign exchange groups called AFS. Um, it's a foreign exchange program. And Poppy was one of the foreign exchange students back in 2012, my senior year. So he was on the soccer team. Um, that's where our friendship started. And then, you know, even when he went back, we would still keep in touch via social media. So Instagram, Twitter, the last three years we've been in a, a <laughs> I don't know if you want to call it a soccer chat because it's more so like a soccer family. We'd be happy talking from <laughs> whenever till whenever, as long as somebody's awake, there's going to be somebody talking shit in that group. So it's, it's been cool, man. It, it really, for one, for me, it shows the power of the internet. It really keeps people connected and uh, it's, it's just been dope to see how even though our teams may go up and down, how we still have that same fire, still have that same – we just love the game, you know. It doesn't matter who's doing well, who's doing bad. There's always somebody to talk to about the state of football, whether it's World Cup, whether it's Euros, whether it's AFCON, or whether it's just the Prem, you know. So it's been super dope. Um, I'll let Poppy do like a quick intro, kind of let you know who he is, where he's originally from who he supports uh i mean he supports 10 clubs so you don't have to hold that against him you know he he's one of those i'm i am gonna get mine i'm gonna win some way somehow <laughs> but uh but yeah go ahead Poppy. just a little quick intro quick and then get i'll intro, get, and into then get into it
1: yeah i appreciate it bro what up everyone i'm really glad to be here um joining y'all on this, on this podcast um so yeah i'm papi i'm from senegal west africa I, like Corn said, I was in Cleveland back in 2012 for an exchange year, and um, yeah, that's where we met, and we were together in the soccer team. And then, you know, even even when I came back home in Senegal, I still kept in touch with him and with everybody out there. Really, you know, just always been, you know, because Cleveland is like I, I didn't spend much time there, but it's like my second home because like it felt like home for real. Like when I was there, it was everybody was real with me, so. You know I'll hold that dear to me and then um, yeah um, so I I work at a company a German company that's uh, um, doing sustainable energy and then on my free time I'm also um, an artist I make music and I also do photography a little bit and yeah I have four teams and in the prem. I got one team and that's Liverpool. It's always been my team since I was like seven years old. So I don't know what he's talking about. It's a joke between us. Like we have this group chat and everybody's talking about how I have like all these teams, but you know, Liverpool is my Premier League team for sure. And uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been exciting, man. I was like, at some point, I kind of lost the passion for soccer a little bit, especially during the COVID years. But then Senegal winning the AFCON, you know, brought back a lot of it in me. And yeah. So I'm really excited to be here, man. Hopefully we're gonna have some great debates.
2: For sure, man. Shout, out to, Shout out to you. Shout out to uh, out to, uh Austin. Austin. as well too. Um you know, sounds like you know, you you're someone with a lot of talent. It's unfortunate that you're a Liverpool fan. Uh but um I'm curious. Who are your other three teams (laughs) If you
1: you, um, um, support Liverpool, who are the other So So my first team, like the team I will never root against, is Barcelona, all right? Now, the second one is Marseille, France, you know? And then you got Liverpool and Milan. Those are my four teams. Liverpool and Milan. Liverpool and Milan. Yeah.
3: Which Milan AC or Inter
1: AC, AC for sure? The real one, okay. Okay. all right. We got, yeah. got a tread light. We
0: got tread
2: light today. I don't, um, I don't, um, um, I was just gonna say, like, you know, Champions League is back too, and we'll do predictions there. So, I mean, you'll have a lot to talk about because you have four teams that I think are in the Champions League. So, you have a good shot. At, one of your teams will come
1: out on top. Yeah, sadly Liverpool is not there this year, you know, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, I I'm really excited. I think this year is going to be very very competitive. Um, you know, for once I feel like you know we don't really know who might get it. You know, it's uh, all these teams are really um, looking good so far. So I think we're gonna have a great year. And I think the final is in Wembley, if I'm not mistaken. So. You know, that would be extra motivation for a lot of teams, so yeah. But,
0: yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, this is yeah, going to be said, a, gonna a big be. year when it comes down to the leagues. There's Champions League, I think this is the last year of the, the current format of Champions League as well. So, as uh, I don't, I don't want to call myself a football, know, purist, a football but purist, but as someone but who grew someone up, who grew up with with the top four the teams top from four the teams. big from the big leagues being given that champions league birth it's going to be sad to see this format go but you know hopefully with the new format we'll see more teams being introduced into the champions league and i guess you know there's always going to be some growing pains when you try to switch the format especially since it's been like this for so long but it's going to be a fun year, man. As long as I can watch my team play, I know Chelsea isn't in Europe this year, but as long as I can watch my team play and I can watch good European football, I don't really complain too much. But, um, but you know, let's get back into the Prem. Let's get back into the meat and potatoes, the, you know, the the rice, as I should say. <laughs> let's talk about, you know, the teams that we support. And as you should know, on this platform, the teams that lose tend to go first because they have to explain themselves. As you know, we always give predictions on how we believe our team will do in the following week. And so last episode, you know, Salam was a little, he was a little hesitant. I knew he was going to be hesitant because Brighton is a great squad. These last year, year and a half, they've shown us that they can actually compete in the premier league and that they can actually compete at a high level. And, you know, last week we gave our predictions. I had Brighton in the top four because, based off what they did last year and where I see them going this year, they don't seem to be slowing down at all. And Salam was a little hesitant, calling them, you know, hipster brand of football or whatever you want to say. But I said that about Newcastle. Uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, but with Brighton, man, they have just been on a tear. They I, they've been on a super tear. I would say, besides City. I think they've had the best form even over Arsenal. I, I, I know they lost the game early this year as well. But if you look at their last six months, I think they and City have the best form. And so 3-1, I did not expect. I'm not going to lie to you. But, you know, I'll just let Salam take over now. What did that game show you about United? And what, you know, what, what did your, were your biggest takeaways from that match?
2: I think that game showed me a lot of what I already knew. Um, We still have a lot of growth, a lot of improvement that needs to be made, Um, even with all the money that has been spent into the team. It's clear that um, we still have things that need to be fixed. Um, I do just want to shout out quickly, before I talk about United, DeZerbi. He's one of my favorite managers in the Premier League. Um, I think for sure, and it's just a matter of, you know of when of when he'll get like a, a a top club, but I think that he's a a top manager, and I think that he showed his brilliance. I think Ten hog surprised everyone, myself included, with the new formation that he came out with. Uh, this you know four two two diamond. Um, Scott McTominay started and was playing as like almost as a shadow striker, <laughs> and um, I guess that's kind of like where he was playing um, for Scotland and. For Scotland, I don't know, man, he he's believe it or not, you know, he's up there in goals. Uh, at one point he was tied of to top goal scorer with uh, a few of the other European goal scorers. I forgot who they were, but look it up. It's, it's, it's facts. Uh, I think that caught him off guard. Deserby, he adapted. Um, and from that, from the 20th minute, from when he adapted, I think it all went downhill for us. And, um, Again, I, I, I give credit to a, a Ten Hag a lot, but we have to ask him questions. Last week, I was on here talking about how Jaden Sancho shouldn't be on the team because of whatever the manager said. The manager took Jaden Sancho out of the team because he said he wasn't training well. I, I cannot watch that Brighton game and tell you who's been training well for us. 100%. And I, I, I personally don't think that um i can kind of see why he's came out Jaden sancho has came out and said like what he said because i don't know bro sometimes it seems as if he's not holding everyone to the same standard you know like you can't you can't sit here and tell me that what marcus rashford does is is that's okay you know what i'm saying how do you not take marcus rashford off of that game with the performance that he had rasmus hoyland taking him off in the 60th minute taking Casemiro off in the 60th minute. Why? Because we have to go prepare for Bayern. <laughs> I, I think that's, uh, I think that it was very naive from the manager. I, I, I think that he continues to learn. He continues to get humbled. But like I said, a few weeks ago, I think our biggest problem is our midfield. Um, he's, he's responsible for unbalancing the midfield and he ultimately is going to, you know, be held accountable for this. And, I've seen this before with a lot of United teams. Um, you know, they they always have that new manager bounce. And then just like everyone else, they'll turn on you. Um, but I think he should be very careful. He has a lot of blood on his hands, but um, I, I just I, I don't see how we we every half. It just seems like we always look good. First half come out second half and we just we look worse. So I don't know what he's telling them. I don't know if they're buying into what he's saying still, but it doesn't look good. And I know this is how we started last year, and I see a lot of people on Twitter talking about, well, everyone counted us out before the Liverpool game. This is the same thing that happened. Lost against Brighton, lost against Brentford, but um, still concerning, man. This is year two, and I still don't really see any improvement.
3: Do you think Ten Hag will be your manager uh,
2: next season? Next season? Absolutely. Absolutely. I I, I think um, – i think that you can't go away from him i think the ten hog out uh movement that has been started is is a little premature it's a little reactionary even for manchester united fans i think that the ten hog uh out movement is a little uh little premature um everything all things considering if you if you look at the work that he's done last year won, won won us a trophy got us in the top four made a pretty deep run in europe I don't see how you go away from him. I know it's been a rocky start and he is responsible for you know a lot of the are just our poor start. He's a part of that, but no, I I don't see like how you go away from him. Like you get rid of Ten Hag and then what? And then Deservey and then what? <laughs> you give him 100 mil and then you don't really give, you know, you don't really give him much afterwards and then what? It's it's not it's not sustainable, so. In his defense, he's had to deal with
3: a lot though. You got What do at you think- problem is, though, what is the problem?
2: I think – I mean, (laughs) we can't score. You can't win if you you can't score.
3: You
2: can't score, right? That's 100%. You can't win if you can't score. Um, I don't see where we're going to get our goals from. I think Marcus Rashford last year was our best player. I can confidently say he's one of our worst players this season. There's no cap at all. Um, This season, to me, if you were to ask me the best player on the team – You'd probably be surprised. I would probably say Wambisaka is in there 100%. Um, But everybody else, Bruno, the guys that I'm supposed to be looking at. um, No. So to answer your question, Mike, I I just feel like one, you know, the player objectively, when you look at it, the players that we're supposed to be leaning on are not good enough to be leading a team the size of Manchester United. And I really hope that I'm not uh, that I'm wrong about this, but I really hope that the manager isn't this isn't too big for him either. So I think it's not just a one person thing. I know a lot of people want to say it's Onana. One person want to say it's Rashford. It's not. This is Sancho's fault. This is Maguire's fault. This is a lot of people's fault.
3: We have no depth. We have no we have no depth. Speaking I mean, of Onana, though, yeah. I mean, some of the goals this weekend. Mm hmm. De was in goal, I think he's saving
4: saving that bottom corner bro it was beating him up no how how
2: how can we blame onana when 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 <laughs> they have to go through everybody first? You know, when you look at the goals that we concede, I say this to my youth soccer team that I coach. I coach a U15 soccer team. And I, I say well, the frustrating part for me, guys, is that when I watch this game, it's like we're watch, I'm watching the same game over and over again. The only thing that's different is the jerseys may be different and that's it. But the way that we concede all, all of our goals, it's not good enough. When you look at the goals that we concede, they're all good goals. Look at the goal that they scored against uh, it, it, the, the second goal against Brighton, the Odegaard goal against uh, in the Arsenal game. What do you want him to do about that? He can't do anything about that. I don't think that it's on him. I think that it's, it's, it's popular and it's, it's funny to join this movement. That's what I'm going to keep saying. It's a movement. I think it's funny to join the movement, but no, I, I don't think Onana is at blame. If anything, Onana is better than a lot of starting keepers on this podcast. I'm just saying. Even on this podcast, Onana's better than a lot of people on here. So I'm. <laughs> you want to have that you debate? Have that debate. That today. Today. But I don't think but it's on him. I don't
4: think it's on him. Y'all wanted a ball playing. You got it. It's a part it. of it. It's a part of the process. You got to go ball. Like when we had Ederson, those first year two years was. I mean, he was shaky. It took him a minute, but. But, solo, let, but me ask solo, let me ask you a question.
2: So, so Ten Hag has clearly clear shown clear. that that this year we're not gonna go with the, the the plan that I think everyone was under the assumption that we were gonna go down. This, you know, progressive idea of football, you know what I'm saying? Like the city, you know, we're passing and moving, this guy's Dutch. We're not doing that. If anything, I think we're trying to replicate what Liverpool replicated. A few years back, this high pressing, high energy team. So for a team that doesn't possess the ball at all, we're one of the worst teams in possession. I don't know if you guys believe me or not, but you can look it up in possession. We are one of the worst teams in the Premier League. We were equivalent to some of these lower teams that let you guys just have the ball. And then we're just going to play you on the counter. Why do you have a ball playing goalkeeper? You don't even have the ball. Why do you have a ball that we've been playing goal playing goal? You, know what you, you know what you need. You need yeah. a shot stopper goalkeeper. Stop your goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. You know. You know we had that. We had that, but but man, you 10. blame for that. Yeah. You blame
4: for that. That's a that's a funny thing too. It's like to your point. Um, Like when De Gea left, I kept thinking to myself. I was like, man, I hope that means they're gonna start changing up their entire way of playing and stuff because I the amount of times De Gea has saved uh United across the past few years was crazy and with onana i feel like he's st- like he's still gonna get better he's so young um so it's not even like it should be too much of a worry but you're right they are i he's asked to be a ball playing keeper in a in a counter attack system that doesn't really make uh a lot of sense so it's gonna have a lot of these kind of uh i think slip ups just things that are he's gonna feel overloaded a lot because the defense even um isn't able to, uh, you know, retain that possession. A lot of, I think, United's team is what they call it press resistant. They're not press resistant. So you push on them a little bit. Not not like Miro, Casemiro, and Bruno, the, like, you know, the guys have been there for a minute, but some of the other ones, they're, they, they are, they're still a little bit shaky on the ball. All um, of them. All, all of them, them are, are, are sticky on the ball. On the ball.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I won't do, protect anybody. I think you're 100% right, but you got to fault ten hog because he's the one that brought him in there. You know what I'm saying? We had a keeper, that was that suited our team you took him out of the team for this ball playing um you know progressive style we don't even play that style we don't even keep the ball so I don't understand why you have a ball playing you know goalkeeper but um you know I think it's just you know it's just it is what it is man I I I like Onana you know the same hairstyle I like him I, I i i really enjoy him I think that he's I think no cap I think he's he's a top like keeper I think it's just the this situation right now makes it look as if he's not a good player but
4: that's just my that's view. just my view. they just gotta look at the Champions league run uh oh yeah with, with oh yeah no nana like that especially that last game he was he was one of the reasons that the city game was ending at zero one. It was because he was holding, holding down, uh, stopping shots, all that. So he's, he's good. a lot, pressure. He's so. a lot.
2: Yeah, he's a lot better than some man like uh Robert Sanchez and you know. Aaron.
3: I mean, yeah, I mean you, you can pick on Robert ma- Sanchez, that ma- ma- da- ma- ma- like he's team. actually making saves. Oh, he got a man- clean sheet. Man- man- like
0: no, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hey, hear
3: man, it, man. He's actually making saves. That's he's all actually I'm making at. saves, Mike.
2: Yeah, you didn't realize we're up. next to each other on the Premier League table. <laughs> where? Where? What is where, where, he vacant? What is he <laughs> What does he make? Huh? You know no, the more stand you know standings i I do have a start sub-sell for you. I do have a start sub-sell for you. Two of the guys are gonna be about two of the guys you already know. The third one, I'll throw a little curveball in there. Go ahead. Now we suck though. Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah. But, yeah, yeah, we might as well we might as well switch, you know, switch gears to Chelsea, because, again, we didn't get the dub this week. But I mean, I, I'll say my piece again. And I'll let Mike go ahead with his piece. It's just more of the same. And honestly, I do want to give a shout out to Mudrick, because this is the because we we this is the first time we've seen him start all year. I mean we didn't score a goal so obviously there wasn't a lot of production as far as numbers wise from him but he was one of the few players that was actually working. I mean if you look at the 30 the first 30 minutes of that Chelsea match we should have scored two goals. I mean there was so much going on there were corners that we could have scored off of there were breakaways I mean there was just there was actual movement in the attacking third we were making it work Sterling misses, I mean, it's just so much more of the same in that we are not clinical enough. I know we could go back to we have 12 injured players. We have players that haven't started together before. We have players that aren't used to playing certain positions because now they have to fill in for – you can say all of that, but at the end of the day, we have 14 shots. I want to say like seven on goal. I mean, you could even look at the Sterling – free kick that hit the post, there were so many chances for us to score. And I think that's why it's frustrating for us right now, because we aren't playing Chelsea. We, we aren't paying like the best football ever, but we still have chances to put the game away. And so it's frustrating when you have four, five, six, seven, eight chances, four, five, six, seven, eight shots on net. And it just isn't getting across the line. And so I really don't have much to say as far as tactically we didn't look that great or defensively we were kind of this or that. For me, it's more so about how are we going to get the ball across the line because we're in, what, 15th place, 14th place? And it isn't because we're playing a terrible brand of football, but it's because we can't seem to figure out how to put the ball in the back of the net. Like, this is the same issue we had last year. Chelsea wasn't clinical enough. Five games into the Prem, still not clinical enough. So I don't really know what it is at this point because we're playing decent football. Like, don't get me wrong. We we could, be like, we could be playing a lot better. But like I said, week one after we drew Liverpool, this is a great place to start. 1-1 against one of the teams that's probably going to be top four this year. We know who Liverpool is. They're back and they're healthy. They're rocking right now. But after that match week one, we started switching up the style of play. And I don't know if... It's just players being confused about what we what what Poch wants them to do. But when I'm looking at clear chances and the ball not being put in the back of the net at this point, I'm like, I, there's only so much Poch can do to prepare you guys to play this 90 minutes. You have to score the ball. That that's where I'm at right now. I don't really care about how we play. We just have to score the ball. So it's super frustrating, man, because we're we're drawing games against some teams that we should not draw against. We're losing games to some teams that I believe we shouldn't lose against. And when you can't beat the Bournemouths, when when you're struggling against the Lutons, when you're not beating the West Hams, you're already starting off the London Derbies, 0-1, 0-2. It's not very, 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 very... like I I don't know what to be optimistic about. You know what I'm saying? Like Going into the next match, it's like, all right, we can give our predictions, but realistically, I'm not optimistic about anything because... There's nothing that I've seen over this first month, month and a half that's saying, OK, Chelsea, I see what we want to do. Yeah, I see yeah. how we want to play. I just am still confused at what the style of play is, where the identity is. And it seems like there's just something missing. But for yeah. whatever reason,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know what to, you know, I can't put my yeah. finger on it. But my biggest issue is we're still nowhere near clinical. Mm-hmm.
1: There's
0: there's no excuse for some of those chances not going in the back of the net.
1: There's literally yeah. no excuse
0: me so that's
3: just kind of right now with Chelsea. i I mean i I know i i talked about it a little bit you know last week and i said you know after was it last week two weeks ago um i said i had nothing um yesterday i left the game feeling the same way i mean i i couldn't tell the positives from the negatives like i just i walked away thinking this is not even Like I I don't know what, like you said, I can't put my finger on it. Um, Is it the players? Is it the tactics? It just seems like nothing is working. And my biggest thing is the injuries. Like, what's going on? What is actually going on? How can we possibly have this many injuries? I I can't, I, I just can't understand that. It just cannot be normal. You know, like, that's that's my biggest worry right now. I, I don't have any tactical suggestions, suggestions or, anything or anything that anything I think, that I think oh, oh, we, need oh, we need to do. I, I just don't see it. Like you said, there's nothing I've seen that I can be like, oh, we can build on that. Oh, we can build on that. I I just haven't seen it. Palmer came in. I didn't see anything. Modric started. It seemed like the first. You know, 20, 30 minutes he was doing something and then I didn't see anything. Um, Jackson just can't seem to get out of his own way. He just can't seem. The kind of confidence he had in the preseason, I just don't see it anymore. Um, Sterling just, I don't know. <laughs> Sterling is Sterling. I mean, I, I didn't expect Sterling to come to Chelsea and save us. I, I never expected that. Um, everybody on this pod knows how I felt about Sterling until he put on a Chelsea jersey. Everybody knows that. It's so hard for me to talk about him because deep down I know where I stand on him. But he plays for my club now, so now I have to be supportive. But yeah, I'm 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 seeing the things I expected from him. I'm not like surprised, but like it's like, come on, man! Like yeah. you're like the senior guy. Do something. Of the guys that are injured, of the guys
2: that are injured. Like let's take him Kuku out of it because we haven't really mm-hmm. seen what yeah. looks like in a Chelsea shirt. But who who would you say like oh like we're really missing this guy?
0: Reese James. But yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's the, it's, obvious it's, one, but, the but, most
3: but, obvious one is Reese James clearly. Reece James. And if I think if we also had Buddy Shil, from what I saw him in all the games he played in last season. -hmm. He gives it, he gives you that Thiago Silva kind of feel where there's not panic. You know, everything seems to calm down once he touches the ball. Seems to make the right passes most of the time. I have I do have one thing though, Tiago Silva this weekend. My God, I was getting frustrated. He's almost like a ball killer. You know how the ball gets to one guy and he just completely kills everything? Yeah. I mean, from I a different area. Every single every ball, single he ball. has to stand on the ball for ten seconds, and I'm like, let's move the ball. And it's becoming like every single time he just stands on the ball, looking for somebody. Is it him? Is it the guy's not moving? What is it? But overall, I just to be—I really don't have much suggestions because Chilwell didn't start, same result. Chilwell starts, same result. Um we've had the same back three for what the last four games? Same g- actually the whole season, right? It's it's been the pretty
0: same, much,
3: back. yeah. Pretty much. Malo he's actually showed me something. I, I like the way he plays, but he's definitely like not our clear starter. It's clearly Reese James. We need our captain back, and I would love to see Broja, somebody to give uh Jack him some type of challenge some some type of break because right now he's just not he's just not getting it and no. i i don't have anything but the injuries we can't be having the same problem we had last season like what is going on how can this many players be injured how
4: how i'll if i'm just looking at the entry list that is 11 people that's an insane injury list it's it 370, 370 million 370 million dollars worth of players injured that's an insane amount of money to be on to be in the med bay or whatever mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. yeah i'll say this one thing that i feel like a lot of clubs don't invest in is their medical staff i didn't know about this about this about city until our medical staff had won the medical staff awards two years in a row and some tweet came up and i was like i didn't even know they gave awards medical teams and stuff oh, yeah. but then oh, yeah. i started thinking i was like we don't we we have injuries but they come back pretty regularly and it's not like any i can't remember the last time we had a, a season long ending injury from any of our players even though they've been injured and i look back when pep came that was one of the first things he said there was you got to replace the entire medical staff with these people and i don't know what that means in terms of, i don't know their backgrounds and stuff but that. I feel like if I was working at Chelsea, I'd be like, can we stop buying players and buy better nurses and physicians and doctors or whatever? Because it's rough out there right now. 11 and, is an insane and, amount.
0: And and so and, I, 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 I'm glad you brought that okay. up because besides Reese James, I was going to let Mike finish, but besides, besides Reese James, the other guy I was going to say that we're missing, and we haven't even really seen him, is Nkuku. I mean, we... We spent dollars for him to hit for him to come in and be the guy up top. And again, the issue with us is we aren't scoring goals. And one of my biggest frustrations with this new Todd Bowley regime is that they came in and our entire staff they got rid of. I mean, we had Petter Check in our staff. We had one of the top medical staffs in the Premier League. I forgot what her name is. I was trying to look for it here. Um Oh yeah, I mean, if you've watched long enough, you know uh, Maria, yeah. Maria,
3: uh, Maria, Maria,
0: Ava, Ava, literally, like we we had one of the best medical staffs under Roman Empire, and then as soon as the whole transition happened, you know, Bully with his big American pompous ego wanted to just say, "No, this is my team now. Thank you for what you've done, but you're gone." And oh, now yeah. you're and now you're seeing the trickle down effect. You you're seeing. Yeah. The trickle-down effect in real time, because now we have an injured 11, some of our best players, 300-plus million on, you know, just collecting checks every week in rehab, and now you're Mm -hmm. seeing how that's causing our team to just be super, super, super crumbly right now. And it's frustrating because we obviously don't know the ins and outs of what goes on, but for me as an owner, if you go ahead and make a decision – that ultimately is having negative effects. You would think, as a business owner, you would be like, "Hey, we have a lot of injured players." Whereas before, this was not a big deal. Why is and what can we do to remedy this? And that is another one of my frustrations. I mean, I don't want to keep going on all about it because I'm not the biggest. Mm-hmm. I, I've never been the guy to blame, you know, losses on who's not on the pitch because the players on the pitch have to play. That's that's just how I am. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, we are missing some very, very key players that could potentially change some of these outcomes for us. So that's another one of my frustrations. And I'm very, mm-hmm. very glad you brought it up because I don't want to be the guy that would be like, well, our staff isn't the yeah, same. Just, and that's why just, everyone's- but this it,
4: many injured, injured, injured players isn't is in the it's same. Evident. Yeah, 11 injured players is like, nah, that, just, that's, you can't really blame a team. Yeah. Half, more than half a,
1: a, a squad, that's crazy.
4: early
3: Early in the season too
1: that's 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 very important a lot of people don't really a lot of people don't don't take that seriously barcelona had that that problem before chavi came we had a lot of injuries every season and then he came and he changed the whole medical staff and now even if you notice dembele was getting injured all the time and then chavi comes and he's not injured anymore and um that's that's a very important part for a team but like for Chelsea, I don't know. Do you guys think, like, even if it wasn't for the injuries, like, for example, if right now those those guys that you mentioned were healthy, I feel like they still wouldn't be able to, like, win. I'm not sure. I don't know what you guys think about it, but I feel like that's not really the problem. I mean, of course, it would help. Of course it would help. But I feel like it's a, it's an identity problem. Like, Chelsea is, like, right now finding their identity pretty much. You know and um, they also don't have that one guy who like when they're desperate he's gonna be able to go out there and 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 bring something for them you know um, that's that's you know that's important in a team like when when you worry like when you try to score and score and it's like you can't make it happen and it's like the 80th minute and now you're just hoping for someone talented enough to just go out there and save you they don't have that one guy you know jackson is really good i was really happy that he joined a club like chelsea because um i've been following him for for a long time now since he's senegalese and uh i told corn actually i told him that you know it's a good acquisition for y'all but you know he's good but like as any striker if you start two or three games and you don't score you know you start losing your confidence and that's that's the worst thing you lose your confidence and it's over so um I feel like you, they, they they, would need that one guy who's going to be able to create chances for them, you know, put him in a position to score. And once that happens, um, you know, it, it will go from there. Because I don't think even Reese James, even if he comes back, I don't think he will be the guy to do that, you know. Because the thing is, you're not, like, conceding goals, but you're not scoring neither. So it's just, like, the playing style is just kind of stagnant. So I don't know, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's 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 one of the main reasons why I said him cuckoo, because if you were seeing what he was doing over in Germany with Leipzig, I mean, even before Timo Werner got there, I know Timo was not the best player for us. But if and and me and I don't know about or so about bike, but I always said this about Timo. That guy was a freaking workhorse. I mean, even if you look at the year before he left Chelsea, he still ended with like 12 goals, five, six assists, all competitions which easily could have been 25 goals, 10, 15 assists, if even a third of his misses would have gone in. But he was always active, always moving around. And if you saw what happened when he went back to her, went back to Leipzig, him and Nkuku, they had such a great working relationship. I feel like that's the type of player we need that's always going to be on the front foot. He's going to be attacking that center back. He's always going to be with the last defender, just making stuff difficult. So I really hope that he can come back healthy. And I, I truly think he'll be a game changer for us. See,
3: th- this is why I was saying, you know, I was looking at Sterling as, you know, the vet to at least be able to take on that road that, OK, like he said, 80th minute. You know how many times Hazard did that for us? Well, it was like nothing is happening. And then one magic from one guy. And I thought Sterling coming in at least could be that guy for right now. But I mean, it's just, he, he's, it's, just I not, mean, hes just it's not. He's just not even close. It's not even close.
4: I think um, one thing that uh, Poppy was saying about like the confidence piece. There's a lot of players at Chelsea that are what I would call, or like what I consider, like they—they're like confidence players. If they're feeling good about themselves, they're made. They're great. But if they're not, they just can't get nothing going. And I've noticed that with, like, Sterling and it seems like Nicholas Jackson to a certain extent. But that's the thing about Nkunku. That man got confidence. He's, every like, every time you watch him play, his interviews, everything he was at, until Hummels uh, messed up his old injury, like, messed him up and everything, he was so, like, just ready to go. So they just, some, there is, there needs to be a player that just has a, just constant, like, belief in themselves in that way. Like, uh, on Arsenal, Eddie and Ketia, like, Man's on the bench 90% of the time but he comes off like, "Yep, time to score, time to shoot <laughs> and everything." So, uh
2: yeah. No, absolutely. I I think like United though, I think Chelsea's lacking like that guy. I don't I don't even I like Nkuku, but even in, if Nkuku comes in, I still think that you guys need someone that can consistently put the ball in the back of the net. Because I think regardless of the goals that he contributes, Nkuku's not hazard. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that, you know, I think we should all scale down the the, the expectation on, you know, what this guy's going to do. But I, I I just, for me, I, I, the biggest thing that, into to, to Cornelius' point is, yes, you can't score. I think that that the narrative is completely different if Jackson puts that goal in and you guys win 1-0. If, if, if Sterling even puts that shot on target, you know what I'm saying? Instead of, I th- did it go out for a throw-in? Almost,
0: it went out for a throw. No, it, it hit the post, and then it redirected. I forgot somebody else got a shot off and then missed.
2: <laughs> like, you see the one where he got the he, he got the ball on the turn in the box. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike, you're on mute. But he got the ball. He he got the ball on
0: the turn, and he didn't yeah. even hit the target. It he almost missed, went he out. missed. Yeah, yeah it yeah. went far.
3: It, yeah, it went wide. But
0: yeah, man. Oh, yeah, I, man. I, again, yeah. it's just more of the same. And until, like, I mean, you guys brought up great points. Until we find that that it guy, that guy who has the X factor, the ability to change the entire course of the game in you know a few moments of brilliance, it's just it's, it's going to be a frustrating start to this season. Like yeah. I, I already see it. It's been very very tough to watch these first five weeks, and I hope that. Slowly but surely, we can get more guys into the fold, and we can get our team back, and hopefully find some confidence somewhere. Because a team that right now is brimming with confidence after you know that first one-one draw against Chelsea is Liverpool, man. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna give Poppy the the floor right now because he knows that I've always been very very critical of of, of Liverpool, especially Salah, because sometimes Salah goes goes missing. We've seen him go missing. And, you know, after Mane left um, to go to Bayern last year, we put a lot of pressure on him. And, you know, Liverpool last year had their ups and downs, but we're still able to finish in fifth place. But right now they uh, they look really good, man. You know, and like I said, their front three is dangerous. They have a super dangerous front three. We saw a goal from Gakpo today. You know, a few weeks ago we saw Nunez get a brace. Salah's always going to do Salah. Jota is going to be Jota. Luis Diaz came off the injury, acting like people forgot about him. So it, it's super cool to actually see that team start to start to you know get it back together. But um, puppy, were you able to watch the Liverpool matches weekend? Match
1: weekend? Bro, don't jinx this, man. What are you doing? Stop. <laughs> you, I, I know where you're going.
0: Bro. Hey, I'm not Paul Pogba. I don't. I don't have no juju for y'all.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Liverpool, man. I'm really. I'm really happy about about what we. You know what we're doing right now how we look it's uh what I like about this team is the depth and I, I believe I, I told people that you know Klopp is one of those coaches that can work with little like he doesn't need too much you know to do his thing and people don't really give him credit but you know a lot of people thought it was over after you know after Mane left after a lot of guys left and then we we were, you know, last last season I believe at some point up until December we were like seventh or eighth in the in the table or something like that. And we had a lot of lot of players injured and this man somehow, some way, after the World Cup, found a solution to bring us back into the European scene. tonight. I think that was that was very impressive because uh you know like you said, Salah disappears a lot. But when he's on fire, bro, he's on fire. Like with him that's that's the problem. Like he he might have a bad game here and there, but when he's hot he's really hot and um I think missing Diaz last year hurt us a lot because um the way he plays is like, you know, very interesting in terms of um the attacking style of liverpool you know you you want guys who are who are daring you want guys who are just you know going upward and he he's like that and um i i think also Gakpo just last year when he came you know after the world cup you know he was middle of the season like you know you're not gonna click right away some some players it takes it, it like you know they take time to to get adapted some others they just you know hit the ground running he's one of those who, who needed some time now he's looking good um I like that we've played. I think we've played five games right now. we scored 12 goals in five games, and we only conceded three, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, most of the goals we conceded were like, you know, they weren't like, you know, like something that you worry about defensively. So I think um, we have a good start. Obviously, it's better if we're in the um, in the Europa League. We, you know, you play rather I'd rather say much you know less um, intensity and uh, level of competition compared to the Champions League so I don't know I I think I think this season you know definitely we we will have a, a good season and uh, Salah's got his confidence back you know I'm not even a big fan of Salah for real <laughs> corn knows but you know well, you got to give that guy his credit like he He, when it's all said and done, he will be there among the greatest strikers that ever played in the Premier League. Seriously, because he, like, the stats just speak for themselves. So, yeah, but I feel like the credit goes to Klopp first for for Liverpool's success, you know, because a lot of people were talking about, is he going to leave, you know, um, it's over for Liverpool. Like, you know, he, you know, he, um, he doesn't have these guys that were helping him. All the players that were, you know, in their prime, like Mane and and Virgil, and all of them, they they're not they're not that you know, not that they're not that good anymore. But at some point, you you could see that you know, they were downgrading a little bit slowly. Some of them left, and he still found a way to, to 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 to, to find pieces that match together and and make something happen. So, I'm really I'm really glad about that, man. Hopefully, you know, we can keep going. The Afcon is coming. Um, that's going to be a problem for a lot of teams. A lot of African players are going to be, you know, <laughs> they, they're not going to be there. And uh, I don't know. I think we have, I think we have other than Salah. I think Salah is now our only African player. If I'm not mistaken. That's it. That's but, yeah, I think that's it. So, you know, it will be interesting to see how we do without him in the in the offense. Um, but yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta keep that in mind. You know those 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 international um, competitions that happen mid season, they can change a lot. You know, so yeah.
2: I do have a question for you because you said um, something about how you guys have more depth. Now, when I look at Liverpool, I actually look at a team that um, I actually think that you guys are back to square one, kind of back to where you guys were at the beginning of last season. Because although I think Sabushli. And McAllister is endo good on too, him. right? Endo, endo too. I mean, that's just the body, right? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that we're looking at him and expecting like. No, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I'm just trying to say that. Like, I thought you were just talk about depth. Like, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no. But well, yeah. But I mean, like, McTominay is depth. Is that really depth, though? Like, no, it's not. But for me, though, like, in all seriousness, you brought in these two midfielders. You also let go of tip. I'm sorry, um, Fabinho and Henderson. Milner is also gone as well too. So for me, it's like you you, you sold, you got rid of three, you brought in three. Graven Birch, you brought in Graven Birch too. Okay. Do you think like, where would you say you guys have the most depth at? Because to me, I still think that if one injury happens on that back line, you guys look very different. I think that if McAllister, God forbid, something happens to him, I think that that midfield looks a little bit different as well too. The only place where I'm like, eh, offensively, you guys look okay. If, if if Salah's hurt, Darwin can do a job. Yota can do a job. Luis Diaz can do a job. But do you, like, where where do you guys think you have the most depth? And like, with that depth, do you think you'll be able to compete this year in Europe and in in the league? Um, I feel
1: like. We have the 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 good thing with Liverpool is that we have players who can kind of play both ways meaning like a guy like Gagpo he can play as a striker but he can like he can take the midfield role a little bit in terms of like when we need him to be and um, I was obviously more talking about the the offense because I think last year what did we have we had I think we had Salah and darwin and um before that came, i think we had Salah, darwin and, and diaz and then diaz went down and we just had no options you know uh but now you know i think guys like elliot are really valuable because he can he, he he's a dog and he can go both ways you know um my callister i feel like he we haven't really found a way to utilize him um Greatly, but I think if we do because he's a player that he likes his spot like once he gets comfortable you know he's uh, he's really good but the thing with him is like it takes time for him to like you know find uh, like the, 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 the perfect spot for him and I think Klopp will be able to, to do that honestly but um, I mean compared to these other teams like well nobody has the depth um, that Manchester City has obviously but other than that, I really like our squad man I think um you know we don't really like we can't really shy away from it and uh yeah, I was more speaking of offensively, but like these players players like Gagpo and players like Elliot you know these are guys who can who can when you need them they can they can get down a little bit on the midfield, but they're also very offensive players and uh the, our our attackers also are guys who who don't hesitate to make. The defensive um plays when needed you know diaz makes that happen salah does that a lot you know even Mane used to do that a lot so i think that's that's the strength of liverpool and uh and who knows man maybe during the season we'll we'll get some more players but you know i was more so talking about like compared to the other teams yeah yeah
0: does liverpool does win liverpool europa, win league?
1: europa league? uh i have them winning it but um i feel like it depends on because it depends on like who might drop from the champions league to the europa league because i feel like psg or dortmund one of those two guys will be going to the europa league i feel like a team like milan is there i feel like you know it's a you don't know but I, I don't know i feel like um we will go far for sure semi-finals that's a lot to me you know if if you don't reach the semi it's a failure to me i don't care but um yeah i i'm pretty yeah, confident
3: just make room for United and United Arsenal. And Arsenal. <laughs> They're coming.
2: We <laughs> <laughs> don't have to worry Arsenal, about Chelsea, but. Chelsea. Just
3: us. Just
2: us. No Excel.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, Arsenal. I'm, I, I have a feeling Arsenal will, will, will make it out of the Champions League group. I, not, think, that'll, I think they not, might. That'll be,
2: I think that that would be yeah, who do
1: they have in their group again i think it was uh i'll tell you huh? i'll tell you huh i'll tell you one, one second one
3: they have an easy group. they have, group. They have uh, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd,
1: I'd, yeah if i remember correctly their group is not really that tough who yeah. psv psv yes. lands yeah. and Sevilla. <laughs> It's basically like a Europa League group that's in the Champions League, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, they they got it. They got the, it for yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Newcastle! Newcastle might drop in the Europa League too, we never know. Oh, uh, yeah.
2: Newcastle has yeah, a tough actually. Uh, uh,
3: game yeah, one, we'll I, think nine, I think. They play... Uh, play uh, Who do they play? Milan.
1: They play, yeah, they play AC Milan tomorrow. And um, but Milan is not looking good this season. We lost uh, 5 1 to Inter, I think Sunday or was it Saturday? I don't remember, but um, yeah, that group that group can go, you know, anybody can come out, come out at top that group. But I feel like I have a good feeling PSG is going to the Europa League, and if they do. Mbappe will have no choice but to go hard because Ronaldo and Messi were not playing in the Europa League when they were twenty five, twenty four. So you know, <laughs> when you out there, man, you have to, you have to, you have to go hard.
2: I'll mute that for a second. Sorry, man. The feedback was crazy. Um, no, nah, but I agree. Uh, 100. Uh, moving on, talking to about a team that really doesn't really need much talking to. I mean, they show up, show up, and, <laughs> uh, they win. And it's just kind of a you know, we just here we are. <laughs> man, man City beats uh, beats uh, West Ham, West Ham solo,
4: solo. Yeah, man, shout out West Ham, they put up a good fight. Um. I think. <laughs> oh, me. Oh. <laughs> but uh, but not nah, it, it. You know, my main thing for the game was really just I wanted to see Doku get on. Um, I wanted to see him do, uh, you know, play well, and I wanted to see Alvarez be more engaged and, and and be a part of the the process. And both those things happen I mean, um, I man, when I tell you, listen, I've been making things work with. Uh, and, and, I, and I still appreciate him and I still want him at my club and I still want him to be like a regular player and starter, but I've been making things work with Jack Grealish. I like the guy. I think he's great. I think he plays well, but I have been missing the sauce on the wings. Okay like right now our wings have been dry rub if i had to say <laughs> it has been you know ball carrying possession it's been uh you know just get it as far as you can to there and then pass it in but we needed some sauce we needed some sauce and we got doku and you know it's helping beat the allegations against pep a little bit um and, and so uh, my thing is bad i was just like man all these other clubs got dreadheads. heads we can't have one and then you hit the gritty on them i was like oh thank god we we're, we're slowly getting back because there was a time man when city was full of players like like doku like it was just players like you know michael richard sean wright phillips like just players that knew how to have fun <laughs> and, like and, was, hey man he knows how to have fun that's the thing <laughs> and it's like players <laughs> there's like yeah just like people that just know how to <laughs> And fun. Like, like we, you need like players it. like that. Because, like, listen, I get why we had to play the way that we had to play last year. And it was still, for me, very entertaining and engaging. But it's very professional. It's very cut and dry. It's very much hold the ball, get the goal, don't get scored on. And that's cut and dry. But I'm like, that, that just makes it the game. We need a beautiful game. And so that's where people like, you know, like players like Doku, who have that magic with their feet, come in um and so just excited to have him there and alvarez is looking more and more like i mean he was pep called him undroppable and i agree i mean assists for doku assists for bernardo and then the pass to uh bernardo to get the assist to holland which like he's just been central in that role and as kdb is there if y'all got a fantasy uh, premier league i highly recommend having alvarez in there um he's because this guy he will be getting assists and when we need to rest Holland, he will be getting goals. He just, he kind of just fits everywhere. He's not, he's a jack of all trades, not really a specialist in anything, but he could really do everything really well. Um, and so I'm, yeah, that's great. And Holland, Holland, I'm wondering what's going on with Holland, which is crazy to say about a player that's seven goals in like five games or whatever. But he was missing like crazy. But like, we're talking straight. Forward shots, you know, and everything. And I was like, yo if he didn't get a goal in that game, I wouldn't be surprised if they people are like, hey, what the, he's had he's had a really weird last like ten or so games where um you know but I think he just uh slowly like kind of getting himself back into the into the league and he's still doing great. It's just that he's missing a lot more this year than he was uh last year when he would be like two touches and a goal and like a hat trick somehow. And you're like, how did that happen? Um, and so I'm happy to see that, uh, see if, how he plays. Not in, not even is next. I'm sorry for them because I think, uh, Holland has to show out to, you know, remind people. It's like, yo, I'm, I'm it's, it's him and Mbappe right now. And so, uh, I, yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, it's great. And having Pet back, um, I mean, he was gone for those past two, uh, two, three weeks, uh, two weeks before the international break. And, um, yeah, we just I miss having him on the sidelines uh when the cameras get on him he starts, you know, going off, so it's just like, hey, I appreciate it. Keep it entertaining. Um so yeah, and then Nuñez got a little show out at the end and I thought he was pretty good and coverage for Kobasic was injured. Um so yeah, we're 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 on a good run. Uh, I also think we just we've had a really easy start to the season. I'm not going to like deny that at this point. Um cuz I'm looking at the teams we play versus some of y'all have played uh we just haven't had the same level of competition so we know when we when we get that arsenal game in october uh that tottenham game which is really big for us because we just can't seem to win that win against them uh and then you know and even though united aren't in the the great uh, greatest form it's still a team that has hurt us when they weren't in good form um so we have and that's a derby game and you can't really take that away from from any type of matchup so I'm really just looking forward to uh, when we actually are playing against this like top brass of teams, and the teams are you know really firing, Um, because that's I think that'll help me to feel fully settled in. Like, okay, this is the we're gonna this is our season again, most likely. Um, But if we like if we're beating beating up on every other team and then lose and losing or drawing to y'all or to other you know title competing teams. i don't know it doesn't really say much so just right now i'm just hoping that we get to a place where um we're able to keep doing this uh and doing it at a level that um, has honestly surprised me considering how much change has happened across our our squad um so yeah good it's it's been a good start to the season but also an easy schedule so you, you can't put too much i mean even our group in ucl is pretty easy so You know, we should be winning these games. We shouldn't be losing. As always, always. always. always.
1: (laughs) not as always. Yeah, (laughs) bro. Those UCL, those UCL, um, group stages. uh, oh man,
0: y'all, y'all be cheating, bro. Y'all always get the easiest group stage
4: game I know. Y'all
0: Saudi people be sprinkling some money in the pots, man. I know
4: you do. First off, they're from the UAE, Abu Dhabi. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they got cousins over there. <laughs> they got cousins over there. <laughs> now, yeah, I'm nah, saying, not I'm gonna... yeah, go ahead. My bad.
2: I think um to your Jeremy Doku point, I think uh, I'm really high on Jeremy Doku, and this may be a shout, but I think that he's the best left sided attack winger in the Premier League. One hundred percent. This season, when we look back, when they do the team of the year, the left winger that's gonna be that's there, gonna be there will, will be him. Will be him.
4: 100%. You know when 100%. we when we signed him from Ren's, uh, I think it was Ren's, yeah, Ren's or something like that. Uh, he he was the third. I had that third after Neymar and somebody and Vinny, I think, or some crazy like group of people. He was third in terms of dribbles completed and take ons. And so like my guy is, is really uh, um, he's he's an underrated like kind of just been forgotten about gem for the past two or so years that I didn't I don't think any I didn't have him on my radar. Um and so yeah he's he's a proper winger not any of this like ball possession ball carrying like you know taking it and trying to figure out how to invert stuff it's like nope I'm gonna take on my man every time and I'm gonna try to figure out a way to get in and and score a goal and that's honestly we've missed that level of directness we got it with Holland and it's like now we're getting it even again with uh with Doku so that's gonna be great
2: okay. Cool, man. Well, we got Champions League um, this week. Arsenal won. They beat Everton. Oh, Arsenal, what is it? They broke a record. It was uh, – what was the stat that uh, that they posted? They said Everton has gotten their number the past six games, so this game at Goodison Park was a huge victory for them. So congratulations to Arsenal. Um, you know, and Arteta, the, the, the revolution behind uh, some of the – the, I'm sorry. The innovation behind some of the substitutions—if you know, you know. But Arsenal won, so Gabriel, you can't say I didn't talk about them.
0: Um, I was going to say, and then speaking about Arsenal, uh, shout out Tottenham as well, man. Getting two goals within three minutes in the ninety-eighth, yeah. and I think the hundredth minute or ninety-six, a hundred, something like that. To continue their unbeaten streak of this year, um, and then we got the North London Derby coming up this weekend, so that's gonna be it's gonna be a banger for sure.
2: Let's do a preview here real quick on that North London Derby. London Derby is fun. Mike, you gotta Mike, um, uh, you gotta be uh, leaving a little bit. So, Mike, what do you think about North London Derby this weekend?
3: Wow, uh, where's the game? Emirates.
2: Uh, I can tell you. Give me one second. Yeah, if,
3: if the game is at Emirates, Arsenal is definitely going to win. Um, They're a good team at home. Um, it's Emirates. But I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a 2-2 game. I think both sides are playing very well. But Arsenal seem to have more of a – they they have more time playing together. So, like, when they face adversity, I think they can dig themselves out. So I'm definitely going to lean Arsenal for this, this game. What what'd you say the game was? It's at the Emirates, so I don't yeah, know. yeah. I can, I can see them winning that game. I'll probably say somewhere between three one, maybe two two. But I think if it goes south, it's three one.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I think that the the time together definitely will be the difference. But Spurs look good, so yeah, got to give them credit. Yeah,
3: Rashadison yeah, got, got his go to so,
2: He wasn't yeah, offside. He so. wasn't
3: offside.
2: So. <laughs> good for him. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, man, Champions League is back. Um, quickly, I just want to ask you guys about some of these games. We don't have to talk really too much into it, but Papi, I know that you're an AC Milan fan. AC Milan plays Newcastle tomorrow. Um, just briefly thoughts on that.
1: Um, it's, I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a fresh start for them considering how they lost, uh, terribly against, um, long-time rival inter milan this weekend you know you know this is the ucl they can just act like okay this is not serious so we can forget about it and just you know go ahead and, and 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 kick off the ucl with the with a good start but um i don't know it, it you know coming back from a 5-1 loss like that you it really tends to kill your confidence so i don't know i feel like it's going to be a very interesting game um, I'm probably expecting a 1-1 draw, but we'll see. Hopefully, we get the win, obviously.
2: Okay. Very cool.
4: Uh, solo, solo, Man City Man plays. City plays. <laughs> oh, we don't got something about
2: that. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I don't, don't, don't want to be disrespectful. Um, yeah, uh, we really don't, that. Yeah, really That's what yeah. I can Yeah. Um, um, yeah, you guys play tomorrow. Yeah, the <laughs> team will be, <laughs> showing, team up at will be at showing up, at, up at,
3: at,
2: at 3 p.m. at mm-hmm. uh, It's your standard time. So, so you guys, hopefully you guys will there. I don't see Chelsea don't on this list, so we're going to keep going. But Bayern versus Manchester United.
4: GRG. GRG. <laughs> I'm calling it. I'm sorry. I'm. This is my GRG. I'm calling this one for for United because this, this your, feels this like. I'm I'm calling this for 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 United because I'm like I kept looking at this. It's same with Tottenham and Arsenal. I'm like this seems like an upset. Tottenham got something coming up, okay. but okay. the United Bayern. I just I, there's something about this game that like when I saw it I was just like, they really need a win.
3: So like, well, um, he you,
4: you up. up. Nah, yeah. I I I feel like in Europe, like the chance to just forget about the the prem, play the play the team in front of you. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be the smacking that a lot of people think it's gonna be. I'm just like nah. I, I, United have had a couple times where, as a as a City fan, I'll say this: there have been so many times in the past twelve years of my supporting of this team that uh, I've been like, ah, yeah, we're going to smack United or United's going to lose. And I've gotten used to that feeling of just United taking a – getting a dub. So um, I'm going to say so – I just want to say GRG for me.
3: Okay.
2: I, I, I respect that and I appreciate that. I, I'm not going to go down that route necess- uh, per se, but um, if we approach the game like we did against Brighton, um, we're in a whole lot of trouble. I know that I joke around and say we're playing Brighton Munich, but now it's, you know, we're really playing that. So, yeah. <laughs> but nah, right. um
3: I got to go. So I'm a, I am I want to thank uh, Poppy and Solo for coming on. Appreciate y'all.
2: Yeah, for sure.
3: All right, Mike. Peace out. All right.
2: But yeah, man, as far as like the United Bayern Munich game goes, man, I think um, like Solo said, um, it's not going to be an easy game. It's definitely not going to be an easy game. Um but Bayern haven't been that great this season if you've watched them. I've watched the Bundesliga games. Um, they haven't been um, as, as I guess, as what everyone expected them to be with the addition of Harry Kane. Um, I'm sure, you know, the more that they play together, they'll figure that out. But this game against United, um, I'm actually going to go for a draw. I think that when the chips are down, I think United have shown ways um, that they'll get the result. Um, same thing that happened last year. We dropped points against Brighton and Brentford uh, terribly and was able to bounce back against Liverpool and kind of kick-started our season. So I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw at the Allianz, and hopefully this could be the start of, you know, good things to come. Chelsea doesn't play in the Champions League. I already said that. Um, Arsenal plays – Yeah, yeah, Keep reminding us. No, I just – I kept looking on here, uh, but I just couldn't see it. Arsenal, they play PSV, so – Gabriel is actually in London right now. Um, So Gabriel might pull up, uh, you know, to the Mandem on on Wednesday. We'll see. Um, But Arsenal play PSV. I think that this is is Arsenal's first time back in the Champions League for a while. So uh,
0: good for them. Yeah, I was going to say with that Arsenal match, I mean, I know we were joking and saying that their group looks like a Europa League type group. But they really, I mean, for their first year back in the Champions League for you know five years, I believe, like four, four or five years, yeah. they they can actually do some damage, and I, I actually see them getting out the group as well. But I think I think it matters all about how you start, so they do need to come out firing. I, I got Arsenal in this matchup. Okay, um,
3: good
0: deal. I think that's a that's a. No, Liverpool's
2: yeah, not. No, Liverpool's not okay. <laughs> Poppy, who do that? you got? you, love, let, me you, love, see. you
4: love, let me see. I will will say, though, for the Arsenal game, they got a big game coming up on the weekend. I do wonder what type of changes they're going to make. So if they're going to, like, go with, let's put our B squad and not go hard on PSV, or if they're going to do, like, get a confidence from beating them, beating on them. So I feel like it's a little bit of a – because of the Tottenham game, it makes this a little bit tricky to to plan for.
2: Oh, I do have a question. Sorry, I meant to ask you guys this. So Aaron Ramsdale was benched for David Raya this past weekend. And Arteta came out with this, uh, with this statement about, you know, he didn't have the courage of subbing a, a goalkeeper of, um, at some point last year. But do you think Aaron Ramsdale being benched was, like, a big deal? Or do you think that this is just um, squad rotation in, in, in preparation of the Champions League?
4: The Champions League? I think rotation. I think it's it's just because, like, I don't think Ramsey was that bad. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he's been, like, catastrophic for them or, like, so bad that he needs to be put down. So, I think think it was just, yeah, just rotation. Ryo's probably better at that moment.
0: Okay. Yeah, I agree. I feel like just a rotational thing. I mean, it's good to have two good keepers, you know. You can throw either one in and feel confident that you'll come out with a result. I still think Ramsdale is number one, though, so when it comes down to it, I think he'll be the one that plays in all the bigger games. So I, I think we'll see him on Wednesday, and then we'll see him again this weekend for but the North.
2: But but that's the thing, though. like It's the first Champions League game back in a while, and you have a North London Derby coming up. So I don't see a scenario where they were where, – where one gets benched and then the other plays midweek in Champions League and then that same person plays again on the weekend. I think that you're sending a message to the other keeper that this guy is the stronger one. And I'm going to say here, I think David Raya is better than Aaron Ramsdale. But we'll, 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 we'll let that play. Man doesn't even start for his country, but hey. <laughs> um, People will say I'm a hater. We can... Uh, ended on here. Um, I did have a start, slip sale, but I'm gonna save it. I won't be petty this week. I just want y'all to know that. I know that. Andre, Andre well. is David Sanchez. David Sanchez, and Ann Ramsey. And Anne But do you guys have any shoutouts? Do shout you guys have any shoutouts Shout
4: out, out Spurs. I I I, I I I I'm saying that, but uh, the this I caught a couple of their games at the beginning uh, just because after the first three wins i was like hmm that's interesting and i caught the last two and it's i don't know what anji is doing there i don't know what his whole like I, I actually don't know much about him as a coach or anything but it seems like they have this like belief in themselves that strange didn't exist when they had Kane there um i don't know where it comes from so but they're they're doing something
2: Yeah, my shout out. Um honestly I just wanted to shout out you guys, man. Shout out Poppy for coming on, shout out solo for coming on, taking the time out to to rock with us, man. So shout out to you guys, man. One hundred percent. Everyone that um
0: that tunes in and shows us love. Uh,
2: Cornelius, did you have anyone?
0: No, mine were gonna be the same again. Shout out Poppy. I know Poppy's been he's been asking me for a minute to hop on, so thank you I know it's a little bit later over there on your side of the world over there in Senegal, but I really do appreciate it, man. Come on anytime, you know, we'll love to hear your takes. Definitely love to hear you know, more Liverpool talk because you guys are back. Like I said, like, no, like, all seriousness, you guys, as, as long as you stay healthy, you're going to be serious this year. Yeah, I just, I just, I, just,
2: I just respectfully don't. Uh, I, I wish that you're not healthy when you see us, but. Uh, <laughs> Just temporarily. No no long-term injuries. You're just you're not able to play those 90 minutes against us. Because we owe you after that 7-0 um, situation that happened. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, appreciate everyone for tuning in. Big week ahead. Champions League is back. Um, so a lot more content coming. Uh, Till then, good luck to you and your future endeavors.